0: Hello and welcome to how to love your body. On today's episode, we are having a discussion about emotional eating. So the reason this came up for us was because on a group coaching call we had in the Undiet collective the other day, someone was asking about emotional eating. What does it mean? What role does it play? Is it good? Is it bad? How can they get over it? Um and then we had a really good discussion about this and we knew this was something we wanted to discuss um with all of you. So that's what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So we'll just dive right in. So what is emotional eating? Well, in my opinion, the term has really taken been taken over by diet culture. And to me, when someone says, Oh, I'm an emotional eater, what they really mean is I eat when I not just for hunger. Cause really, if you're eating for any other reason, other than pure hunger, it's going to be emotional because it's going to be, Oh, I had a birthday cake at my birthday. That has emotion attached to it. I had dessert after a really hard day that has emotion attached to it. I am bored at work and need a distraction. So I went to the cafeteria and ate something that has emotion attached to it. So really, if we're demonizing emotional eating, What we're doing is demonizing eating for any reason other than hunger. And that is such a diet mentality. Because if you feel guilty and bad for eating when you're not hungry, you're going to be stuck in that cycle of restriction and guilt. And a big part of this work is getting okay with eating. However, I do understand the side of it where someone is concerned about their quote unquote emotional eating. So, how can you heal that? Where you feel like all you do is eat to fix emotions or deal with emotions. How can you begin healing that not in a diety way? So, what I was talking about on this group coaching call was like shifting the language, at least to start, of I use food as a coping mechanism instead of I'm an emotional eater. Because emotional eating definitely has a place in intuitive eating. Because if you, like, we, like I said, if you're at a birthday and there's cake and it's like, oh, this is exciting, it's a celebration, I want to eat it just because it's a birthday, not because I'm hungry, that, there's absolutely a place for that. And there really is a place for emotional eating in this work. But if food is your only coping mechanism to deal with tough emotions, that can feel not so good physically, it might feel like food is ruling you still. So how can you deal with that? Um, And uh, one thing I want to mention is that it's fine for food to be a coping mechanism. The problem lies when it's your only coping mechanism.
1: Yeah, I agree with that because there's many things that um, humans use to cope. And of course, there <laughs> it could be it could be it wouldn't be considered, I think I guess I don't want to be too black and white about it, but I think anything that you use to cope with emotions, if you've always turned to that one thing to yes, to fix the emotion or whatever, not that not that humans we don't need to be fixed, we're not broken, but for the sake of just speaking it straight up, um yeah, it's probably not um something that you would want to engage in all the time, if that's just like the only thing that got you through life was like, I just turned to this, I just turned to this, I just turned to this. But I think anything could be helpful in like, kind of like, I don't want to say balanced, but just like, there's an option. So yes, so we like to say food is definitely an option to cope with. And it's kind of silly, because food is kind of hard, because food is something that we eat throughout the day, every single day so we need food to survive but we also need food because it's pleasurable and we like it and it's okay to 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 love it and enjoy it it's social so it's like there's so many things to food like of course there's emotion involved in it that's why it's kind of silly like emotional eating it's like judging emotions it's like no emotion is bad i was just listening to a podcast episode and it was saying something about like, just like we need to like neutralize emotions and we also need to like take out the morality of emotion. And I really like that because, you know, relating it to our work is like, yeah, food we take out. There's, there's no morality in food. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's no morality in emotion either. So it's like, we're literally making ourselves wrong and bad for having these challenging emotions And then using food to help those emotions. It's like, first of all, it's okay to feel whatever emotion that you're feeling, even if it's challenging. Like, humans are not meant to just be happy 24-7. That's impossible. And that's not even like, that's not even uh, like, it's not, the human experience is not just being happy 24-7. Like, the human experience is to feel all emotions, which makes sense because we (laughs) we are a ball of emotions that happen throughout the day. So if you are able to help help yourself and cope with food then that's great. I think that's just another way that food is awesome that it helps you feel better sometimes and we're not going to just say and every time you feel one emotion go fix it with food and cover it up. Like there's a balance between how you can cope with food and how you can decide to maybe cope with something else and the thing is food can we kind of say like have a list of how you would like to help yourself feel better or what honors you or serves you and have food be part of that list and another thing that's important is if you do choose to use food to cope with any emotions then choose it powerfully and once you choose it there's no Oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I know that I'm just coping. This is wrong. Like, oh, here I am again. It's no, you powerfully choose to use to eat the food, to enjoy it, allow it, don't judge it. And another really important part to this is if you know that you are sitting down and enjoying this food to feel better, you can always still tune in and listen to your body. I think that's one thing that people kind of kind of forget or just think that because I'm using this to cope, I'm just gonna turn off and just not even be here. I'm just gonna eat, which is fine, no judgment, but you can also still decide stay in your body and do your best to listen. Because eat the thing, but you could still listen to your body signals.
0: Yeah, and that's that colorful area that we talk about. Is it's not black and white. It's like, oh, I'm going, I'm aware that I'm eating this food to cope with this emotion. So let's shut down all sensory (laughs) information (laughs) and just plow through it. Like it doesn't have to be that extreme. So, like Lauren was saying about the list, so figure out what other things can I use to cope when I'm feeling really tough emotions that feel hard? What other things help you get out of the emotion sometimes? Because if it's really heavy, I don't believe you always have to be sitting in it and to work through it and always be diving deep. Like we need levity. We need to get out of it sometimes. But then part of that list can be like, sit in the suck, like feel this emotion and don't try to run away. That might be one of the choices, but it doesn't, you don't always have to stick in that to heal because we just can't handle it all the time, especially if it's an emotion that's there consistently. Um, and then one other thing I wanted to mention is that emotional eating or using food as a coping mechanism is fine, but also when you heal your relationship with food, you're going to find it, you don't go to it nearly as much. So what I was talking about in this coaching call was, this um, member was saying, I feel like I emotionally eat all the time. I'm just trying to allow it, try to allow all the food, allow myself to eat during these times. But I don't really get like, how do I get through that? Am I just going to be feel- eating like this all the time? And the real key is that once food is neutral, it will not work anymore. So you'll naturally be going to these other coping mechanisms more often. And yes, of course, you might be like, oh, I'm going to really enjoy this chocolate after a long day or I'm going to order in this really comforting meal after a long day. That might still be there. But it's not going to be the same, Mm -hmm. like that coping skill because it's just food. So for instance, if you always go to sweets or desserts when you're feeling bad and it makes you feel better. Well, if you have dessert all the time, like you're having dessert every day after dinner and it's just food and it's a normal thing you eat, it is not going to have the same power it used to. And that's what we find with the people we work with is sometimes it is disappointing. Another person on the group coaching call was like, yeah, but like, do you ever get over that being kind of sad? Because it is kind of sad. Like, oh, I used to feel down and I would just go get my ice cream bowl and fill it up and eat it while I'm watching TV. And then I'd feel better. And now that doesn't work anymore. So that is tough to deal with. But also I have found personally that I can still feel better doing other things that don't make me feel bad physically because blindly eating food to feel better. I think most people know like after that, usually I feel worse than when I started. So it and like you feel better at first, and yeah. Then While wait, you wait a couple it, minutes, you kind of feel better, and then when you're done, you're like, ugh, like no. And I don't the feel- regret and the <laughs> yeah. guilt comes, and you're just like, you might have a stomach ache, You like, you literally ate too much. You're physically not feeling good now, and mentally not feeling good. So mm-hmm. often, especially if this is like a heavy coping mechanism, it's not going to feel good. So now, yeah, I need to zone out sometimes with small children and work and school. Sometimes I need to zone out, but food doesn't work for me because I just eat whatever I want all day, which Mm -hmm. looks different every day, but I'm not denying myself food. So there's no foods that are like, "Ooh, this will make it better. This will hit the spot. Because I have dessert every night anyway, so it's not going to work to zone out with or to make me feel better.
1: Yeah, Uh, it's only used when you're like, if you think about it, (laughs) the only reason it probably makes you feel better is because you're on a high because you probably the food that you're coping with is food that you restrict and you don't allow yourself to have. So then when you have it, it gives you that, like, like that exciting, it's not even almost to fix the emotion. It's more just like dealing with like, Ooh, I'm not restricting. It's like, it's not even about the challenging emotion. I mean, it kind of is. Well, kind of just, it gives help. you
0: a positive, quote unquote, positive emotion on top of whatever you're yeah. feeling. So it yeah. kind of masks it. So it's not even, it's kind of
1: silly. Almost if you think about it, it's not even emotional eating. It's just not restricting. It's, it's. Being it's allowing yourself food, which gives you that
0: high Mm -hmm.
1: of of excitement. And um yeah, it does make you feel better. And then it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you can't use food to cope. But I do feel like when you do allow yourself to eat, yeah, it doesn't work to fix the challenging emotion because you just see you see it for what it is. So let's say you have your ice cream every night. That's cool. You can still enjoy it, and it can still give you that ounce. Because, like when I eat, I eat dessert every night, or chocolates, or ice mm-hmm. cream, and it still I still enjoy the taste, and I still I feel pleasure. It definitely doesn't fix any challenging emotions that I'm feeling, but for that moment, it feels like ooh, that was yummy, that was good. Like it makes me, I, I think it gives me a sense of pleasure and happiness mm-hmm. when I'm eating it because it's it's like
0: delectable. It's so nice. It's giving your, your taste buds are feeling so great.
1: So yeah, it does like. But, but it, you're just eating
0: it because you want it and you're eating it and you right. do that feels good. You're not like, oh, I feel bad and I don't really want to eat this, but I'm just going to chow down on a bunch oh, of yeah. it to try to distract myself. Like it's a very different feel. Right. Totally. It's just have it. It, it.
1: it is. It's chocolate. It tastes
0: good. That's the only reason
1: you're eating it is because you're desiring it and it sounds good and you're going to have it. It's not, I'm going to the freezer to feel better it's mm-hmm. just something that you do like already Yummy, that, that feels, sounds good yeah like okay Get and done. then <laughs> exactly so yeah it's so it's the key,
0: yeah so if you feel like you struggle with quote-unquote emotional eating which we're now going to call using food as a coping mechanism firstly work on that relationship with food I know it's hard sometimes it's like I'm an emotional eater so I specifically want to work on emotional eating. So how do we tackle that one tiny problem in isolation? That's not how it works. Same with binge eating. People are like, how do I stop binge eating? How do I specifically tackle the binge and make that go away, but don't work on anything else? It's like, it's all connected. So you got to zoom out and work on your relationship with food and your body as a whole. And you'll find the emotional eating or using food as a coping mechanism goes away. You'll find binge eating just goes away. You're not mm. actually actively working on those tough spots. You're working on your entire relationship with food. And when your entire relationship with food and your body is very related, is healthier, then those habits dissipate naturally. And that's transformation. That's the kind of healing where it's not gonna come back. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're just looking at, oh, okay, this is how I eat 85% of the time, but the other 15% of the time when I'm using food as a coping mechanism and binge eating, this is, the t- this is the area I don't like, so let's cut this out. It's like, if you just try to remove that, the rest is still unhealthy, even if it feels okay to you, because it's probably restrictive, it's probably a lot of food morality, the things that we talk about and diet mentality, but that feels okay because it's restrictive, right? It's what you're supposed to do. It's quote unquote healthy, um, that's going to just fill those holes back up with more problematic mm-hmm. behaviors. So the key is to zoom out, heal the whole relationship with food, and then emotional eating is going to just dissipate. Binge eating is going to dissipate. Food Using food as a coping mechanism is going to dissipate. It doesn't disappear because it's okay for food to be on that list of coping mechanisms, but it is not going to have the same power. You're not going to be obsessing over it the same way Food is just food. And it's mm-hmm. it kind of takes all the emotion out of it. And like the the anxiety and the worry and the obsession. It's just like, yeah, that's yummy food and I eat it when I want.
1: Yeah. And definitely, um, please don't like label yourself. I think that can also create a lot of judgment of like, I'm an emotional eater. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't need to label yourself as that because I think when we give ourselves labels, it just creates more of like I am wrong and I am bad. And that's that's not the truth. Um, and then also sometimes um emotional eating or whatever, coping with with food, sometimes you actually are hungry and <laughs> you choose to go get like, yeah, like remember Jenna, when you texted me one day and you said you're like, you said something like, I don't know, you're having a hard day, and then you said you were gonna go get pizza, and you're like, My emotional eating? Probably. (laughs) Like, do I care? No, or something. And I'm like, it's a better coping mechanism than I use. (laughs) But it's just like, you probably were hungry and ready for lunch. And you're like, ooh, a nice, lovely, amazing pizza just sounds so good. Like having a hard day. So it's like, sometimes it doesn't just have to be like, I am, I am full. I'm going to go eat ice cream. It's like, sometimes it's just like your choice when you are hungry, like, oh, it's lunchtime. You could be like, I just want, some, or sometimes not even emotional eating. It could just be like the,
0: I want a homey, like. Mm-hmm. Comforting. That. Yeah, that comforting was, yeah. My food. example was definitely the emotional. I was like having a bad yeah. day. I think I was crying that morning. It was just like, <laughs> this is a horrible day. And and pizza. Then, <laughs> yeah. And then it's lunchtime. And definitely part of the, like, what's almost more special for me now is like ordering food or spending money on food. Mm-hmm. To me, is almost more like the treat than the food itself, because I literally allow all food, so I can eat anything. I buy lots of stuff; it's in my house. I can right. eat it, you know. I toast. But every- you don't go to your favorite pizza place, but every day. I don't order yeah. out every day because of the money and the budget of it, not because of morality or I shouldn't. So yeah, mm-hmm. going out and buying lunch is feels still special to me, um, but only because of like the money and the spending, the money and the budget. Um, Even getting Starbucks, like I could easily make a coffee at <laughs> home for free or spend five dollars, but I'll often choose to go get the treat. And it does kind of make the day a little bit more fun, kind of brightens yeah. my spirit. That's how but, nice is that? Yeah, but so to it's... me, it's never about like, oh, I'm so what a treat. I'm bad. I shouldn't have Starbucks or what a treat. I'm bad. I shouldn't get pizza. It's like, no, what a treat. I'm going to go spend the money on myself and to have feel damn I good want. about it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's very complex. There's all sorts of nuance to emotion and to eating and to coping. So just know, none of it is, we've got to take the morality of it. It's fine if you do it. And if you're in the state of like, I don't want to live like this forever though. It's feeling like it's really controlling mm-hmm. me. It feels yeah, like kind of like, how
1: is it serving
0: you? Yeah. Like how's it affecting your life? And so if, if it's not feeling good, you can absolutely work on healing that and making it better. So if you are interested in healing that and making it better, um, the Undiet Collective is opening to only the people on the waitlist in the next month, I believe. So if you are interested, go join that waitlist at thebodylovesociety.com backslash undiet waitlist. And you can join the waitlist and get the information in the next month when we open the doors. Uh, We will not be opening the doors publicly. So again, you have to be on that wait list to get information and to join. Um, It's only 30 bucks a month. So it's a great deal to get group coaching and community and live Q&A. And we we give so much um, in that space. uh, And it really creates a great environment to work on your relationship with Mm food and heal all this stuff. Yeah,
1: and just really the best part is just having, like, a group of women who have your back, and I kind We I was on a, I was actually doing a live Q&A today, and it was just cool because, like, you're just chatting with all the people who are on live, and, you know, it's recorded, so if you can't be on live, that you can still watch the recording, but we were talking about um, the, there was a question that came up around, like, legs, touching. (laughs) And we had a nice conversation about it. And I went through the whole, the whole coaching around it. And then just somebody kind of wrote, and, you know, if you need like, just like, you know, it's summer, it's hot. And maybe you just need some like product to help with the chafing. And then it's like, everybody just kind of started talking about like, oh, use this, or this works better, or this is the best. And I'm like, you guys, this is why we're here. This is so cool. Like, we all are just like, we get to throw ideas at each other and give each other advice. And it's not like, yeah, let's figure out how to not make our legs touch and it's ra- bad and wrong. It's like, hey, we're not going to make legs touching bad or wrong. It's just, it, it is what it is. It's neutral, it's accepted, It's it's okay. And here's what you can do if there's some irritation.
0: You know, it's just so yeah, refreshing. It's such a cool invite. Yeah, it's no, a cool it's so vibe. Nice. Everyone's in on it. Nobody's died talking. It's not allowed in our community. And what's really cool is all of that is housed on an app. So it's right at your fingertips whenever you need the support from your peers or your coaches. It's really exciting. So again, you can join that waitlist at bodylovesociety.com backslash undiet waitlist. And we will see you in there in the next month. Can't wait to um, get some new members and help you on your journey to having food just be food
1: that's right all right well we'll see you next week everyone Bye. bye